show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And what matters to me? Wow, there's an awful lot that matters to me this week. And uh, so there's going to be a couple different things that uh, that I'm going to want to talk about. But um, certainly the fact that um, we've lost an athlete to um, a situation where perhaps maybe it could have been avoided certainly matters to me. University of Maryland is dealing with an issue that matters to me, uh, losing uh, a player uh, during workouts. That should not happen. Uh, athletes in the best shape of their life should not d die as a result of the heat exhaustion or whatever may be the case, but certainly um, while getting himself prepared for a college football season. That should not happen in the United States of America, certainly not at a major institution like the University of Maryland. And so um, I just want to say that that matters to me, the fact that a young man should not or a young woman should not lose their life as a part of an athletic program at a major institution here in the United States of America. Uh, there are some other things that matter to me, too. What the hell is going on at the Ohio State University? Uh, there are some issues that we, we have to certainly deal with. It's a season coming up. There are young men who are about to start school and about to uh, also start playing football, uh, student athletes, and, and they don't know what the heck is going on. Uh, I'm not sure that uh, it's being everybody's giving it 100 percent of their attention at this particular time. It's my understanding some people may have been on vacation here in the last couple of weeks during this time of investigation. I, you know, I'll. Talk to a dear friends, going to call us in, call in, and we'll talk about that. But uh, certainly that's important to me. And and uh, also there's a few other things that uh, we may talk about. We we may talk a little bit about the, the NFL. And um, I'm not going to call it an, an anthem protest because it's not a protest of the anthem. It's a protest about injustice in the United States of America. It's not an anthem protest. And for those of you out there who have saying that, you know, that things have been hijacked, you've allowed it to be, you, you, you've hijacked it. You've changed the narrative. The narrative is the same. There's, there's a terrible amount of injustice going on in the United States of America. And the NFL, who was coming up on 100 years, you, you, you have to remember now, you, you've got a history. And your history is about, and this isn't about, you know, the, we're not, we're not focusing or saying that the NFL is doing these things that are so terrible to the citizens of the United States of America. We're saying there, there are other institutions out there, legal institutions out there, that are to serve and protect, that are, that are not holding up to what they signed up for. And there are other things going on as well that are not right. There's, there's not a the National Football League, current and former players, with the exception of a few guys that are holding out. We good. We're okay with our relationship. It could be a little bit better. There's a couple things we like to make amendments to the, you know, to the agreement. But we 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 can still work together. We can still partner. But we're we're talking about people from our communities that have supported us in so many ways. And there's a need for us to continue to show support to them and help them when we can help them just like they helped us when they could help us. I'm one of those people where people from my community, black and white, used to do all kinds of things for my high school. 
and 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 for my university. So when you get a chance, like James Brown said, the big payback. Help us out. Don't forget about us. I'm expecting my good friend Kirk Dixon to be calling in. I'm not sure if he's on the line as of yet. Kirk is with me. Kirk, how you doing there? I'm doing great. Hi, Ray. Good, good to hear from you, man. I I, I believe you're out in the O H I O. Am I right? You're you're in C bus. <laughs> Yes. In Buckeye country. Yeah. Yes. Well, uh, things are a little heated up out there. I mean, I'm in the desert. It's, it's hot here, but man, I think he, things are heating up out there in Columbus too. <laughs> it's uh, it, it, it's 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 really kind of just a weird place because we've been taking what seems to be one hit after another. You know, if you throw not just the uh, the the current Urban Meyer situation, but if you throw in the Michigan situation. The Maryland situation, um, the Michigan State situation. I mean, it's 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 we it really has. It's been, the conference, huh? It's it's yeah. There's been a conference, and it's and 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 it's unusual, you know, that you would have so much in such a condensed period of time. I'm not sure people, are, you know, Kirk. I don't, I don't want to cut you off there, but you know, there's a lot of people who may not be aware of the fact that Maryland is in that conference. Oh yeah, yep, 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 yep. And yes. then you throw in Rutgers. Rutgers had an issue a few years back. So you know, the 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 the, the Big Ten conferences. It and is it just dumb luck? You know that that it's all <clears throat> kind of surfacing. I know I saw an article uh, uh, a couple of days ago by Forbes that was suggesting that does the culture of the Big Ten need to be uh, you know seriously looked at because uh, a number of these. Uh, situations, um, some which are behind us by as uh, as much as you know eight to ten years, some three to five years, and then some we're dealing with right now. But if you look a decade, there there really have been some pretty significant issues that involve athletics and Big Ten schools. So uh, I don't know if it's a trend. I don't know if it's a for the Big Ten, but but to your point, it it, it has been hot in the Midwest too. <laughs> yeah, it and just the weather. <laughs> uh, yeah, and 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 that's a that's a shame. But one thing that's very interesting. You mentioned Forbes, and if mm-hmm. if, if if you mention Forbes, then th- there's got to be a significant amount of cash surrounding <laughs> you know these uh, issues that are going on, and the cash would come from these these athletic programs generating revenue, and. Uh, I'm sure. Did Forbes say anything in the article about the amount of money that's been generated by these universities? Of course, we got to throw Penn State in there and, and the issues that they faced too in the last ten years. Uh, did they say anything about the kind of money that's generated? I know it's billions. You know, is it? You know, is right. It, is no, it, well, they, they they didn't. They there were there were two numbers that were not mentioned. Uh, they very easily could have been, but they weren't. One would have been, I think, where you're going, which is how much. Uh, money is generated by the athletic departments of of the the twelve Big Ten schools. Uh, that was not that was not mentioned, nor was the aggregate or combined amount that the lawsuits and to settle uh, the charges um, and investigate the charges against the Big Ten. I know that the only number I saw, which was literally this morning, was related to the urban. Uh, Meyer investigation, which has begun this week and it's supposed to last two weeks, um, and uh, the the university's budgeted five hundred thousand dollars, a half a a half a million dollars, to pay the attorneys to uh, represent their AD and their coach. 
Now, uh, it's interesting, Kirk. You, you, you took me someplace I didn't expect to go. Now, you're saying that the university <laughs> is spending a half a million dollars to represent their coach and, and, and someone else. Now, why does their coach need to be represented when, in fact, their coach is involved in a domestic dispute with his ex-wife? So, so why, does, why is the university picking up the tab on that? Is, is that what I, am I misunderstanding what you're saying? Why are they contributing anything to the financial costs of, of responsibility that the coach has? Uh, you know, I, I don't know the specific answer to that, but, you know, I, I mean, I, I have a few opinions. I mean, one is... Oh, this is, just, this is, all, you know, this is all our opinions right here. We, we're, we're, you and I are having this conversation. So from your personal opinion, what do you think is going on right. here? Well, first I would say that, you know, success in winning um, comes into play here. The fact that Urban is considered, you know, Saban is considered the top coach in America, and others will debate this, but most polls by SI and Street and Smith and others out there would have Urban Meyer as number two, three or four. Okay, I'm going I'm to give that to you. Go ahead, Kurt. And so, there's, so there's a winning success formula to this that the university knows that by virtue of that winning and putting butts in the seats, that it makes Ohio State's athletic department, which is primarily driven by football revenue, a, 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 it would be a competitive Fortune 500 company, you know, by, by virtue of that. So it's winning creates dollars, it sells apparel and merchandise, it sells tickets, it sells sponsorships. So we have a best interest in, and um, there, there is a, uh, folks would be kidding themselves to say that Ohio State's doing that just for the right reasons. I'd like to believe they are, because I do believe in my university and alma mater, and folks at the top are value-driven, so they want to protect their own. But if, if, if Urban was an 8-4 and four coach the last two seasons, I think he'd already be fired. They wouldn't even go through the, uh, um, you know, the... the um, the expense, you know, or the worries. So part of it is you want to keep a winner on your team. Part of it is is the feel good that you want to know that uh, you are innocent till proven guilty. And I, I I like a quote by Voltaire who once said, "It's better to risk saving guilty man than to commit than to condemn an innocent one." So I think part of it is just doing due diligence and what we'd like to believe our employer would do for us if we were in a similar situation. Well, let, let me just ask you this. Uh, is, so if you need a, an attorney, a defense attorney in this particular case, because Urban's not, you know, suing anybody, what's Urban being charged with? Why, why does he need a defense attorney? <laughs> that, that's really interesting that we would think that we would, the university, and unless the fact that the ex-wife is suing the university. Could be, could be. If, 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 she, if, if the ex-wife is suing the university, right. then that may be yep. a different story. If she included the could. university, that, that would be interesting to sue an yep. employer. Uh, I, I really don't know the particulars of that. So that could, or the other is it's, it's a protection mechanism. Uh, um, you know, that the, 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 the allegation, the lawsuit may be against Urban, but as a representative of the university, they're stepping in because if she fails at that regard, they would be the next well, you know what they the say when, you know, you know, they say when in doubt, sue everybody. So, <laughs> you know, that way you got it all covered. So she may be following the old cliche. Uh, I think I got to take a break. Yep. My good friend Kirk Dixon from the Ohio State University back in the day with me. Uh, great baseball player. What we're going to do and take a break and we're going to come back, continue to talk about the Buckeyes and a few other things. So we'll be right back after this break.
Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches? We'll talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. We'll review and preview the week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Sports. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like a man. I've got my friend, my man, my boy from back in the day, Kirk Dixon on with me. Always good when I can have Kirk on with me. Give me another perspective. Uh, Kirk, you know, before we went to break, we were talking a little bit about this half a million dollars of which the university has set aside. And and then I think you cleared it up for me a little bit off the airwaves. And that's important because, uh, you know, I believe that that the money is, as you said to me off the air, the money is there is because Ohio State is doing their own investigation and that costs them. And the university is willing to spend money to do their due diligence to assure that a person that they're trying to stand by that this person indeed, uh, you know, has not compromised yep. the core values of the university and the university yep. want to make sure that whenever they whatever decisions that they make, uh, that, of course, that they have legally done the right thing. So they're spending some money to yes. assure that they're doing doing what's right, because as we said, Kirk, you know, I myself am one of them, them young men from decades and decades and decades ago. It's just like you <clears throat> that mm-hmm. the university you know, started looking into our backgrounds before we arrived at the university. So the university, just as they're spending money to do this, you know, when coaches come out to to scout you, you know, they start looking at you when you're 16, 17 years old and you start trusting in them when you're 16 and 17 years old. You you hope that they got a set of core values and the university does too, you know, that, that they believe in you 
that they believe in the university. There's a sense of, uh, you know, responsibility that they have, that you have, and that it's, it's something that's, um, that's going to make you a better person, a better human being. You're going to contribute to society. You know, you're not going to be a burden or a menace to society, as we say. And, uh, and everybody has to be held to these standards and these core values. And so uh, all the university is doing now with this $500,000 is, 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 is doing their due diligence to make sure that, indeed, that uh, what they suspected might have happened because I think they put the coach. Is he on paid leave? Yes, paid, paid administrative He's leave. He's on paid administrative leave, so he's not around the, the athletic program, the football program. Um, but he's not he's not been fired. He still has a job and he, he may yep. even come back. There's a chance he may even come back. He may he may come back. He may he may be put on probation. He may uh endure a suspension. I mean there's you know, there's a variety of of uh, <clears throat> uh punitive, you know me- measures to, to, to make the point that when you misrepresented the truth at the Big Ten Media Day that that comes with uh, sanctions. Now we're talking uh, about. Let, let me let me let me straighten ahead. this out, Kirk. Yeah, we're talking about Urban, who's 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 on paid leave. Yes, the assistant coach has been fired. He's been terminated completely. Am I That's right? Correct. Okay. That's All right. correct. Yeah, All right. yeah, yeah. Okay. Ur- Urban fired um, Zach Smith, um, and then this came out like within five days after that. Might have been the day later. Might have been a few days before, but five days but, too late. Uh, Yep, but the wide receivers coach Zach was was fired, and the articles in the Dispatch, the Columbus Dispatch, you know, pretty much just said that. And Urban said all the right things, and he said it for the right reasons, and I believe him. You know that that you know we have high standards of excellence. We don't tolerate any of our players, yet alone our coaches, our leaders. The university doesn't uh, for a. Um, a domestic violence situation, and when we're made aware of it, we need. You know, this was for the best of the individuals involved and best for the team. So that was pretty much the official statement. Um, and then the investigation as a way to do what did Urban know and when did he know came out shortly thereafter. And as you said earlier, uh, I, I think we touched on it, but I don't think we really brought it to the attention here on, on the air. Uh, this is, I'm say, I'm going to say this is the second issue as it relates to domestic violence under Urban's leadership at Ohio State because we, we have to throw Zeke in there too because there was a question asked to if and when Urban knew anything about Zeke's issues as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I guess you yeah, I guess you could say under his leadership. Right. Uh that would be the second one, right? That that there I mean, the second one reported, right? I mean there always could be more. Yes. And he may not be guilty. I don't want to throw the guy throw her under the bus. I like him. Well he, 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 he he's not he's not he's not guilty of domestic violence. The only thing is he's yeah. associated with the domestic violence. So there is it's like is he condoning because you're saying that he's he's allowed people to work within his program uh that have well, neither one of them has really at this time been proven guilty. I, I don't think uh that Zach wasn't I mean uh Zeke was not proven guilty, am I correct? The Columbus police said right. he was nope. innocent. Nope. But the no, but right. the NFL had a standard of rules of which again they felt compromised their product so therefore they suspended yep. him and in this yep. in this and in I, this particular case the, it, and I think the union has an appeal going on with that as well yeah, but, yeah know, well they lost it they lost <laughs> the they, they, the union did, okay. yeah because he he obviously set out the games and uh, couldn't play mm-hmm. and that was yeah. last year and they're, they're hoping he makes a rebound but but that's see that's really interesting because. 
here we go again. And, and here we go again. And, and, of course, the Columbus police, from some of the things that I read, were involved. They've been called to the house. They've been called to uh, I don't know if they've been called to practice, but there's been some reports of the um, of the ex-wife showing up at practice. Yeah. You know, and again, we, yeah. we don't what we don't want to do is we don't want to make the ex-wife look bad. We don't want to make anybody look bad. All we want to do is we just want mm-hmm. information that is that becomes relevant to all of us in terms of it yeah. came from the court, the court made a decision upon it, and this is the way things happened, and Urban's going to be held accountable, the coach is going to yeah. be held accountable, the ex-wife yeah. is going to be held accountable, and all these yeah. people are somewhat of role models for these young men that are going to this university, uh, of which, you know, these men are sent there, when parents send their kids to a university, yeah. and particularly when you're a student-athlete, and you, you send them there on a, on a, on a full scholarship become a student athlete you know it's like mm. the it's like the group boys to men you're sending boys to a university that you hope this university helps to shape them become men mm. and i and i and i i think that you know that 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 is you know that that's a that's a big that's you know kind of core of the issue at hand what the question that the investigative team is is asking right now is what did urban know and when and then you know, based off of that, did he take the appropriate actions? So, his official statement was that he he followed uh, protocols and served it up. Which, then, if that's so, and that and 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 the investigative team, then that would actually begin to implicate um, the AD Gene Smith and possibly others uh, that may have known about it and did not. They, we don't know if. If Urban, when he, when did he know? What did he, and, and what did he do about it? And then, if he in fact did serve it up, then if he was waiting on a response as to what do we do with this, but didn't get it. Um, if the, you know, there is a possibility that he, you know, that he could be fired, that he should have done something sooner, or, but if I, I, I would guess though in this case, if he, if it, it is proved that he did serve, communicate it to his superiors. <clears throat> Um, and was not, and he did not violate any of their directives to fire sooner. That that they may, in fact, may be uh, Im- implicated in whatever the consequences are as well. Yeah, and, and it sounds to me like what you're saying here, Kirk. And, and again, uh, I'm gonna paraphrase what I hear from you: is that <laughs> he, being uh, Urban Meyer, uh, found out some information. Then he has a boss who happens to be Gene Smith, who is the athletic vice president, athletic director at the Ohio State University, shared that information with Gene or Gene's office and felt that he had done what he was required to do when given some that type of information and, and something of, of that level that he shot it up to up the pole. And and what they did with it after that, his hands was washed because According to protocol, that's the way he is supposed to report issues like this. Now, if, yeah, and, he, and, and, and as a football coach, I mean, he's responsible for those young men's physical development, team development, and academic development. And so, in a case of something outside the university, but one that does involve one of the leaders, you know, that he hired because he brought Zach with him from Florida. Yeah, but um, yeah, let's stop right there. Let's stop right there. Okay, now when you said he hired, now here's the thing about it. And again, there are certain people that think they do the hiring and the firing, and then there are people who actually do the hiring and the firing. And and right. as as we just heard, you know, this week uh, that came from you know uh, a former employee, you know, at, at at the White House, is that 
uh, she was fired and the person that she thought fired them said they didn't know that she was fired that somebody else fired her. So in this particular mm. case, uh, do you think, I mean, Urban may want coaches on his staff, but does Urban actually make the official hire? I mean, does he, is he the one that actually does the hiring and the fire? Could Urban on the spot, do you believe that Urban on the spot, on the spot could say to Zach, Zach, you're fired? Or does Urban have to go to Gene and say, Gene, I want Urban fired? I mean, Gene, oh, my, I, Gene, yeah, I want oh, Zach I, fired. Yeah, firing is such a big deal. I mean, it's a big deal anywhere, but if you're in a small entrepreneurial upstart, it's the owner, it's you, and, you know, don't come back tomorrow type of thing. But when you're in a medium to large organization, and then certainly one as, as public and invisible as Ohio State and our athletic department, Urban cannot just... He cannot it, just hire the guy, and, and he, he cannot just fire the exactly, guy. Exactly. There's right. a lot of folks involved in that. That's yeah. exactly right, because yeah. that, that guy's got a, a contract, lot, a lot of move, lots a lot of, of money. Parts. Right. Contract worth a lot of money. He, he's making close to uh, probably a quarter of a million dollars, I'm sure. Right. You know, if not more. Right. And so, Which I think it gets to your point that he's, you know, they, 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 could, they could hang Urban out to dry to take the fall for all of the snap, but I think it's unlikely that there wouldn't be backlash, you know, or some pushback if that happened. Yeah, and not only that, uh, there's something else that's, that's really, really interesting here, and I, I just haven't had time to do the research here, but <laughs> I understand that this is really bigger than Ohio State because Gene Smith is a part of the institution that is the NCAA as well. I think he's on the board. I think Gene just recently was made a member of that body of people that represents the NC2A. And, mm. and so... This would have to. This wouldn't just stop at the Ohio State University. Now, this now, you know, it, it's 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 the it's the entire body of the that is the NC two A, the way things are handled, and and this this would then tarnish the NC two A as a whole when you've got an executive and administrator like this. But it's my understanding that maybe for some people it's not such a big deal because I I think I heard somewhere Kirk that somebody's on vacation or certainly was at least during this time. So, so maybe we're just making a lot, a lot out of nothing. Yeah. Well, to, to your earlier point, uh, it, you know, it, Gene Smith was named to the NCA Commission on Evolving College Basketball. You know, but he is an AD, so he's got responsibility. We're talking football, but he is responsible for Ohio State basketball and twenty-six other sports. So, but he was named to uh, the NCA Commission on College Basketball. So there is that direct formal tie to. Um, how he handles his business. So he, he was put on there because of how he handled his business, Ohio State. So anything that would be negative mark or black eye, you know, obviously would, you know, would, would be under scrutiny for them as well, right? You know, yeah, so. It, exactly. It, exactly. It would, yeah. there, there and, would be a, and, a, a and, result and, 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 and it would, it would have an effect it, on his position there too, because if, if Ohio State thought that the president of the university felt they had to deal with him, then also the NC2A would have to deal with him as well. That's right. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I, I don't know about you, but you know, when these type of things come up, I, I just, we've talked about this before on your show. The amount of money that an AD makes now, I think you, you know, Notre Dame, the AD just got you know, the three million dollar salary. We look at the coaches. Oh. Uh, 
uh, Jimbo Fisher gets seventy-five million for ten years. Nick, uh, I think Nick just got seventy-four million. Nick Saban just got right. a seventy-four million dollar deal. Yeah, hmm. but so you know, there's always easy. It's always easy to look at that upside, right? But but what we're talking about right now is the downside. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right, listen. Uh, we now, we got to take we got to take a break, go Kirk. So we're going to take this break and then come yeah. back on the other side. You listen to Ray the Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to regular sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And uh, at one time, I was in Columbus, Ohio, and that's where my dear friend Kirk Dixon is calling in from today. And we're having a conversation, if you will, folks. Uh, I'm glad you're, uh, you know, being entertained, listening to us because uh, we're talking about something that's near and dear to us, and we think is important to a lot of people in society. And and one of the things Kirk and I were talking about off the air is. Uh, we want to make sure that we stress the fact that we think that those involved in these issues should be held accountable, not that they should be uh, looked over. Things should be swept up under the rug just because they're involved in athletic programs uh, that, that, you know, that they get a pass. And we're not saying that, but we also don't want to throw anybody under the bus. Everybody's innocent until proven guilty. But uh, I, the accountability that I'm concerned about is the, the leadership role and examples that these men are for these other men that, you know, I learned in one of my classes one time is that a lot of times we repeat what we see, particularly younger generations of people will repeat what they see. And, um, you know, winning breeds winning, but there's also will domestic violence breed 
domestic violence? If you see it, will you repeat it? If you hear it, will you repeat it? Uh, certainly, um, it's one of those things where, mm. first of all, I, 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 you know, for me, I'm just going to call it the way I see it, man. You got to beat up on a girl, man. It, it, something ain't right with you. <laughs> so uh, I'm just, that's just me. You know, I pulled my, yeah. I pulled, I, I didn't punch my sister. I pulled my sister off the bed one time when she was little and I sprang her ankle when we were kids. She never let me forget that to this day. And I'm like, oh God, I, I can't believe I hurt my sister one time, you know, and it, you know, so, but, uh, th you know, this whole domestic violence thing is, is nothing to be taken with a grain of salt. It's certainly something that's extremely important. It's, it's ugly. And uh, we are we want to stress, again, people being held accountable, particularly people that are in positions that think that they have power. And certainly we don't want to be involved in any cover up or anything. I, I know Kurt, when we look back on, I think it, what, happened, what happened at Penn State University, I think, you know, part of the problem that happened at Penn State was there was some type of conspiracy where information was shared, shot up to you know, the highest, you know, to the powers to be. And they didn't do anything with it. There was no, there was nobody was punished. No, it wasn't turned over to the authorities. And I think what we're doing is we're going on that same path to see if there's a level of accountability. Because if you're in a position of power at the university where you can hold people accountable, you have a responsibility to do that. Great. If I could, I'm going to chime in. I don't want to lose this this point. I got I got two quotes I love relative to what you were just saying, Ray. One is from Eddie Robinson when he said. Um, Leadership, like coaching, is fighting for the hearts and souls of men and women and getting them to believe in you. And then John Wooden, uh, you know, infamous coach out of UCLA, said the most powerful leadership tool you have is your own personal example. And and the the challenge in today's world, today's culture, in today's society is, you know, we have been so successful in America on so many fronts, but a lot of it's economic success. And and whether it's leadership example from the White House or lack of, or um, through our teachers or through our college coaches or through our bosses, um, to your point, you know, uh, folks... Folks don't believe what you say and believe what they see. <laughs> you know, your behavior models more. And there are some folks who will take poor examples and poor behavior and use it as inspiration to do the right thing. So a bad example can be helpful if, if you're dealing with a person that already has a, has a sure head on their shoulders and is wise beyond their years, and they got a grandmother or a mother in the corner who's beat, beating their ass <laughs> if they step out of line, but not. But we know not all kids have that person at home or access to that coach or mentor uh, at the rec center or whatever. And so they are very impressionable. And what they see in media, social media, on TV, et cetera, and especially from those who hold high offices, um, it can endorse that it, hey, if he can get away with it, you know, shit, I can get away with it. If he can, because if I can get rich and have all the money in the world, uh, then it allows me to lie and get away with stuff and make people believe it's one way versus another, then that's the way, you know, that's where I'm going to be. I believe bad, the boomerang effect, if you put out bad in the world, bad is eventually going to come back and hit you. And you put out enough love, it's going to come back. Good, it's going to come back. The arc of justice always swings back to the righteous and the just. and the just. But in the short term, there are young, impressionable men and women who are 
in these particular situations recently, whether it's Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State, uh, Maryland, that uh, are, are impressionable. I find it interesting that in some of these cases it took so long for either the kids to speak up or if they were speaking up, to your point, Ray, the powers to be that were notified did not act, did not you know, and that's, that's, the, that's, that's, the, that's the problem. The, the problem is, uh, you know, when you get information, what you do with the information, you know, it, it's a situation where you're put in a position of power because you have power to make things happen. You're, you're supposed to execute. And, and when it when you have to make those tough decisions because you're a person in a position with the power to do that, that, that it's, it's for you when it gets to you. It's your decision of what you got to make those tough decisions. And I understand sometimes that that's hard. It's easier said than done. But but at the same time, you know, this whole thing about the perceived power is when the people who are at lower levels, you have some success and they think they're above the law. And then they just start doing things according to their own rules and regulations. They, yeah. and, and that, it's, it's, it's scriptural. To to, to 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 those who much has been granted, much is, much is expected. That's right. That's right, Kurt. And so it, it, it's a situation where it's, it's, it's a sad situation. It's, it's sad that you've got a great program like Ohio State University, and 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 we have to be discussing this. And uh, you know, and it's about the football program. But instead of talking about football, we're talking about these type of issues. And uh, I mean, who knows? I don't even know. Uh, you know, we're, we're just talking about the coaches and administrative staff. I mean, depending upon the uh, NC2A, it could be a fact that, again, this has done something to tarnish the image of the NC2A. And the program could be put on, put on probation. Penn State, it happened to them. Didn't they, didn't they have to miss yes. a couple years yes. of bowl games? So They totally did, yeah. It could yeah. be something like that. I mean, this doesn't, I mean, this is, like I said, this is the second time in a couple of years that something's been out there that they had to spend, yep. res and, spend resources can, to investigate. Yeah. And, and, and I can, and I, 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 uh, I look at Jim Trussell, who, you know, his, his, the main reason he was fired was his awareness of and then lying about his awareness of uh, in, in emails about the tattoo incident. You know, I always find it interesting, by the way, in those cases that we never hear about who was the tattoo parlor or the person that should have known better and, and somehow escaped any consequences out of the whole thing. But irregardless, you know, Urban, I think, if, if the, the, the 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 main thing that I think he's at risk at is that when he was kind of caught in that deer in the headlights look at the media day for the Big Ten, he didn't see that question coming. And by the way, he's surrounded by PR people in the communications group at Ohio State, so he's coached. They didn't see it coming either. Why is he to handle it different? So he was completely cornered and was scared. Now, why would a man, you know, not just come clean, tell the truth? Well, yeah, I knew this. I knew this. This. Well, he because he's coached not to do that. Number one and number two, it's because um, uh, it's the yin and yang life. He's he, yes, he gets paid a lot. Yes, he gets a lot of perks. Yes, he gets to do. You know, he's he's amazing at what he does and, and and successful and gets all all the accolades associated with that. But the downside is it's a slippery slope. Uh, there's fear in saying the wrong thing, doing the wrong thing, so that you lose that gig. <laughs> you lose that game. It's sad, but it's true. You know that there are some. Fo I'm not. I'm not saying I accept his, 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 
his need to lie and why he lied, and he immediately came back and corrected it and said, Mr. Represented the truth and myself, etc. But I think that that's the thing that, in this particular case, that he's, uh, you know, what did he know and when? But if he did, in fact, follow protocols and serve it up, I think there are other people at more risk than Urban. Uh, um, especially if he could show he followed up and said, hey, about that thing, what are we doing? When nobody, if, you know, if he was, so, um, I, I, I don't know if you're going to agree with this point of view, Ray, but I mean, you know, coming out of the private and public sector and mainly corporations, I know that, you know, we had discussed this with family, should Urban get fired and whatnot. I got, I got severe blowback, you know, saying he's a coach. I don't care what he gets paid. I don't say he's a coach. He's not a babysitter. If he's got a guy on his staff who did something that's against the law and it didn't happen on university property, it didn't impact the team, he may have a conversation with the guy, but he mainly needs to be calling the counseling group and the police to deal with the domestic violence issue. And until that that rolls over onto the parking lot or work uh, and and Urban had evidence of that, uh, it's a separate issue. You know, it's a private issue versus a work issue. And and, and, and and so there's a lot of folks out there who manage large groups, 40, 50, 100, 200, and they say, if I got a person who's doing that, but I'm not aware of it, or even if I'm made to be aware of it to a second or third party, what is my responsibility as a boss to get involved in their personal life? Isn't that what the police is for? So what you think about that? But, I, you know, I, I do know that I've talked to some folks who say, Kirk, they're separate issues. Yeah, the universities. Well, you know what? I, I think, Kirk, uh, to a degree, I would agree with you. Uh, certainly in a private sector, I would say yes. But this is a public sector. He, he is an employee of the university, which the taxpayers pay his salary. And, and I think right. it's looked, I think it's so for that reason, I think it's looked at a little bit different. Uh, but, it, but if this was private industry, I probably would agree. Uh, it, yep. It's a shame, but it's a, it, it would be more of a moral issue to me. And then, uh, but again, you know, our country—I mean, our morals and our values—I mean, is it something we really want to hold up to right now? Um, there's, there's a few yep. questions about that, but uh, but certainly uh, I can understand that. But you touched on something else that I, I wanted to go back, if I could. And I, I'm not trying yep. to defend the Ohio State University. What I'm trying to do is find some consistency with the NC2A. And I believe, is it is it the University of North Carolina where the guys just, you know, got their shoes and they sold their shoes and they got suspended for a couple games and our guys sold his, his rings and uh, right. his gold pants and, and, and he got some tattoos in exchange. He didn't even get money. I think these guys got money. And he right. lost his scholarship and we lost our coach. And all these guys did was, you know, get suspended. For, what? The, what was the consistency? Right. I, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. You know. And so that's why, again, um, part of it is is that it is the double-edged sword of success, and and not just success, but economic success. Ohio State, even though we know we got Buckeye haters out there, you know, and always will, no matter how good they are, they 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 are one of the top programs in the past. Today will be in the future, and 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 by virtue of that, when there's a little bit of smoke and a little bit of kindling cooking, there's going to be a big fire because an example has to be set. It's just like the first woman that got burned by hot McDonald's coffee out in California. She got a you know five 
I, I forget what it was. It was, it was like $10 million for that settlement for getting burned. I'm not taking anything away from the third-degree burns from your, your coffee or whatever, but and McDonald's got the point. But when you are the first to go after a big dog, you usually get paid. And Ohio State, anything that comes up, part of it is people just, you know, you were, were not too big to fail. But in a sense, and I don't agree without the fairness that it should apply to everybody, but they they really want to punch you in the gut <laughs> hard, and they want it to hurt. Well, uh, to make sure we don't get hurt, we better take this break. Uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to Rail to Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Kirk Dixon is on with me. Uh, Kirk, we, we spent a lot of time, uh, you know, talking about the issues at uh, the Ohio State University. Uh, I want to spend a little bit of time uh Again, I don't have all the facts in front of me, but uh, the kid that we're dealing with at University of Maryland that, that lost his life, uh, we had a kid from the Ohio State University a few years ago, Corey Stringer, uh, mm. who, who also you know, lo- lost his life uh, in a situation where, again, he was preparing um, for athletic activities. Um, and I, I thought that things had changed, that there were requirements and laws that were... Uh, well, well, let's say that there were uh, programs put in place to deal with uh, the conditioning of athletes. And, uh, but, but what do you think about, when you think about a, a player losing their life as a result of being pushed, um, is, that, is that something that we should spend more time really thinking about? I, mean, I, I know athletes all the time, you see them in the gym, you see them working out him running sprints whatever you know you're always you know coaches are always on them and and i believe they're they're talking about what we might call hard coaching to 
players being mm. players being humiliated, you know, and things of that nature. Uh, talk about some of your experiences with coaches and how, you know, if this was corporate America, uh, you know, they 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 wouldn't even have um, you know we wouldn't, they wouldn't have a, a a restroom because they would be sued for everything they have in the restroom would go along with it, based upon the way some guys are treated and the way they are addressed or coached or or instructed um, on playing fields. Talk about a little bit of that. Yeah. Uh, something yeah, that the average yeah. person well, has no idea how, how, how bad it is at the highest levels. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, well well it, it's 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 so tough. It is so bad at the highest level. Uh, so demanding. Um, and, and, and it's where sports comes the closest to military. And my, my military friends don't like it when I oh, you put your life online. Mm-hmm. You don't put your life. Kurt, I think we have a little. <clears throat> Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. Your fr- you were saying your friend, your friends were saying that you uh, they didn't like the comparison of the contrast uh, or the comparison of yeah. the two. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, of the two, and, and there really is there, there really is none. But here is a case, another case where someone has died. But you, there's some historical relevance to this, Ray. It goes all the way back to Teddy Roosevelt's presidency. A lot of folks aren't aware that football almost was banished in America because that year it was something like 20 or 21 fatalities occurred in, in NCAA football, and the petitions to, for the the president to ban football because it was people were dying playing and that was back when they had you know they didn't have the equipment that they have now and they didn't have the rules that that uh, protected and, and um so that was actually the formation of the ncaa that's what teddy roosevelt's answer was that's what he did he formed the ncaa to be a governing body of the game of football and that's what helps football survive and if you really look at it, it it's subtle to, to to the general public and this is public information you can find online. But if you go back and you want to search year by year, the equipment changes in the name of safety and performance, but primarily safety. Uh, it's staggering. Most people don't realize it's not one or two things. It's like a half a dozen, you know, per year, and it and it's a, it, it never stops because what happened in Maryland happened, and you would think we'd be over it. Um, I don't know what the number of deaths fatalities are now. But the other thing that was formed by the NCAA, and it, we were just talking about North Carolina, but out of the University of North Carolina, there is an office run by a doctor, a researcher, whose entire job is to do the autopsy of every fatality in football. And they have to determine whether it was preventable or not. You know, was it equipment related or not? Was it dehydration or physical limitation um, uh, uh, related uh, or not? And... Um, to your point, you know, your earlier comment, I agree with you. You'd think that after Corey Stringer and uh, the kid in Florida that passed um, in practice, that we'd be over this, that we would be better at this. But I think that, and again, you can get these charts, these these fatality statistics online. Folks who die from playing game football, you know, it's you you just you can't believe it. And then that moves into the rule changes. A lot of the rule changes that have been played is to make the game more interesting, of course, for fans, which increase revenue. People want to watch it, more butts in the seats. But most of the rule changes that have occurred over the years have, in fact, occurred to increase the safety of the game. So, um, and um, 
Yeah, and I, I'm yeah. happy to hear about that, Kurt. I was I was certainly aware of the Teddy Roosevelt um, comments those that you made, but I mm-hmm. was not aware about the the equipment and 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 how much that's policed on an annual basis and how much it changes. But with this young man, we're we're dealing with another issue that was like Corey's. It was more about physical fitness and not equipment, and uh, you know that's something that I that I think certainly. From a physical perspective, just the eye test, you can see when somebody is fatigued, you know, yep. and, and, and then like I, I'm, I'm, I'm so aware of these coaches who will push you. I, I remember one time in my life I've ever been kicked out of practice. It was at Ohio State and I was kicked out of uh, I was kicked out of practice because um, my roommate, Luther Henson, uh, former, you know, uh, defensive tackle at Ohio State, went on to play for the New England Patriots. Um, he was injured, and he was injured, and uh, so he could not practice as hard as, as, as everybody wanted him to. And, and he was giving it as much as he could, but, but his coach, was a Coach Sable, was just all over him. And it pissed me off so bad, I, I guess I just started hitting everything and just, I mean, I, was, I lost my mind. And uh, Pete threw me out of practice. And so uh, it, was, it was because I just thought they were pushing him too much. And I said to the coach, I'm like, coach, listen, man, I'm, I'm, you, you ain't there at night. I'm in the room at night. He can't even sleep, man. He has so much pain. I'm t- he, you know, leave the man alone. And, and right. I, I, you know, right. but, but you, you've seen it, you know, you've seen it, particularly football is one of those sports where they just push you and they push you and they push you and they push you. And, and, yes. and, 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 and then sometimes even the verbal, you know, the language that's used is never. It's a culture. Oh, gosh, it is a culture. And it, it's a culture that parents should, should the, never be exposed the to. The parents should I mean, never be ex- exposed to their, their children being verbally abused the way they are. I mean, it, it's, it's one of those things where, and that's why I admire Tony Dungy probably more than a lot of coaches I, I ever knew or ever met or ever played for because here was a man who was able to very seldom raise his voice and was able to win a Super Bowl. Right. You know, and, right. and, and a very strong Christian man, and he didn't have to call you every name other than yours to get you to, motiv- to motivate you, to get you to do the job at the highest right. level. And so sometimes I think when these coaches, you know, and listen, we're from a place where that is a culture at Ohio State. Yep. I know yep. we coach hard like that. I know they use those, you know, I know they use language like that at Ohio State. I, only, I ain't been there in years, and I can tell you, yes, it happens. Yeah, here's, here's, a, here's a stat I just pulled up. Um, it says, while the number of football-related deaths are far lower today than they were at their high point in 1968 when 26 high school players died, uh, the fatality rate among high school players has remained steady most years since the late 90s. It's basically a half a percent per 100,000 high school ball players. So there's a million kids who play high school football. So that's and that's still four deaths a year. Right. Yeah, that's and, four. That's and, four and, too and many, Kirk. And uh, I hate to, four, that's, that's, hate, hate to cut you off right there, but we're gonna have to end on a sad note because, as I said, out of those million, that those four is four too many. And uh, yep. for those out there listeners, take care of your children. Those who are playing ball, take care of yourself. Coaches, back up a little bit. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, Living Like It Matters. Thank you, my friend, Kirk Dixon, for calling in. And I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. 
Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll be right back. 